Welcome to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast, brought to you by the Wealthy Speaker School. This is the podcast dedicated to people who want to speak more as a way to build their income and grow their business. Jane Atkinson, and today we are in for a treat, something that I think will have you thinking about your business with a little more hashtag focused hustle, because when I think of our special guest, I think of focused hustle. From across the pond, we welcome my friend James Taylor. Welcome, James. Hello, and welcome from the from the other side of the water. Good to, good to be with you today. <laughs> hey, I'm glad to have you here. And we are on video, by the way. For those of you who normally listen in on podcast, you can find the video out on YouTube as well. Now, you were really someone who was on the front end of this whole thing that we're in the midst of right now. So we're, we're recording this about mid-March, um, and 2020 has become one of those years that really has you think about your business and how to create an all-weather business. Thank you so much for, you had one of the first podcasts and I was one of the panelists on it to really bring a global perspective to what's going on with coronavirus and really all of our countries are at this moment starting to just shut down. Yeah, in, in some ways, I mean, it's, it's, it's terrible what's going on just now. Um, but also there is, from a universal standpoint, there's actually some very good things. And so whether I'm talking with another speaker in Singapore or in Canada or in Mexico or the United States, there's, there's a bond there because we're all going through this together and we all have to support each other. So thank you yes. Jane, for coming and doing that as well. And so there's this kind of universal bond. We're, we're all having to, to deal with these, these uh, ups and downs at the same time. Right. And and I love that you are such a leader in the speaking industry. You've developed summits. And we're really going to talk about, first, I want you to address kind of what's going on in your business today. But I want you to talk about what you're going to be doing in the future with your clients in order to really create your own all-season business. So t- t- tell everybody what just has happened, say, in the last... 30 days in your own speaking business. Yes. I think like today, for example, uh, three dates that had been booked just kind of went away, you know, Mm -hmm. or postponed. Um, I think over the past week, past seven days, I think I've lost about eight to nine dates that just kind of disappeared. So this is common for every, I think every speaker just now. And and it's international, it's global. Last week I was speaking in Saudi Arabia. I only just managed to leave the country before they closed the borders. And so Mm. that's the other problem is because at one point if you got to speak somewhere, you might not be able to leave that country. That was one of my concerns with going down to uh, Dallas for a conference. I thought I was going to get stuck there. And I, but I, you know, I think you just have to map out your plan. What are you going to do if that happens? And hey, so any of your eight or nine dates, have they been in Southeast Asia? Because they're starting yeah. to be on the other end of this and they're starting to come back to their business. Have yeah, you seen it, that? You're, it, you're really a very global speaker. Yeah, I think last year I spoke in 25 or 26 countries last year year did about 400,000 kilometers and air, air miles um so uh, what you're noticing is is asia is now start they got hit with it first i was just speaking last week with a with a bureau agent in, in hong kong and she was saying that things are there it's still tough but things are, you can you've got those initial signs that things are the, the green Good. shoots are starting to come back so it does end everyone we don't know how long this is going to be it does like this too much shall pass everything ends mm-hmm. and everything changes so the way i feel about it um 
and I think this is obviously what we're going to talk about being an all-weather speaker, is I've set my business up uh, to really deal whether the income, with the revenues or whether the industry is going up or down, it's, it, I'll, I'll kind of benefit in one way or the other, really. Uh, so, for example, yesterday I was talking with a, a speaker who was really worried. I mean, they have like no dates now. They have no other revenue streams uh, apart from speaking on stages. Yeah. And, I, and they, James, can you help me? Because they're, they're really worried. They, they haven't spent any time building up some other revenue streams. So kind of right. having to very quickly kind of help them on that. But actually, this was a lesson I learned way back from the when I used to be a manager in the music industry. Yeah, let's talk about the music industry yeah. because... That brings in a whole other element here. Yeah, so the, the music industry is going through exactly the same stuff as the speaking industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the all the venues are being closed, tours are yep. being cancelled, all that stuff. So all of this, all of the artists I used to manage when I was in the music industry. So I worked with members of the Rolling Stones, Jeff Beck, lots of Grammy award winners. One of the things I was always keen for them to do is to get off that drug that is being on the road because mm-hmm. it can be a drug for some people. Some people love it. And I love speaking on the road, but there's also, it's, you, it's a big lopsided way of building a business. So with all of them, I spent a lot of time helping them build uh, what we call continuity or subscription or membership revenue streams mm. that don't require for them to be on the road. Yep. Uh, other types of partnerships, products. I know you do a lot of this with your, your, the, the speakers that you coach as well. Mm-hmm. Just building a bigger, what we call product suite for them. So, and, I, and actually one called me on Friday, which is very nice. This is an artist I haven't worked with probably for five years. And they reached out to me and said, James, thank you. Thank you so much for getting me to do that stuff. That I didn't really want to do because I thought, yes. like, why am I doing this thing? Like creating this online video stuff. Why am I doing it? Just, and, and he said, if it wasn't for this, uh, we wouldn't be able to make the rent. So that's, mm. that, that was, that was kind of consoling for me to hear. So uh, I actually did a post a while back when I could start seeing all this stuff start to happen around about the start of the year. I wrote a post, which is kind of inspired by Ray Dalio, the great investor, hedge fund investor, who has a fund, which is called the All Weather Fund, which is intended to go up an investment fund, regardless um, of whether the market goes up or down. Mm. It can go everywhere. And, And the key thing to see about this fund and how I relate it to a speaker's business is, is about what we call asset allocation. It's making sure you have the right percentages of different revenue streams coming from different areas. Right. So for example, like last year when everything was like going great guns, everyone's really, you know, you want to be taking that income that's coming from the live being on the road and banking that mm-hmm. at the same time. We're in a time just now where some of the speakers I know are doing pretty well just now. They have, online products they have courses membership programs other things continuity type products um because they've also built them is getting that mix right that allocation between those different revenue streams as a speaker right i think though the conversations that i'm having with my clients will be shifting to okay i don't want to go through this again how do i start to see myself getting uh more revenue streams so let's just spitball a few ideas here for revenue streams because you had your client who you got on the phone what did you tell your client who was in short-term pain so for them going to find money revenue now like straight away so that's a different kind of thing from really planning out so in in their case they already had some intellectual property, which could be repurposed to create, in their case, uh, a product um, that could be sold to a B2C consumer. Okay. Uh, to, to, um, which, so if we separate these two things out, you, some speakers are very B2C. I find some more B2B. 
Right. Um, and I have three different brands in my own business. I have a, uh, my James Taylor kind of brand, mostly corporates, multinational companies. That's right. my speaker thing. Right. I have Speakers You, which is more of a B2C. And I have another thing, which is called C-School, which is creativity training, which is more B2C as well. So the, in her case, uh, what I was just saying, listen, on the, you need to get some revenues in just now. You don't have the time to do a long sales process, which is B2B sales funnel. Uh, you need to create something for customers with a credit card now. So very quickly, I just give, just create a very simple online program, online course. Um, you can actually even just kind of create like the first module first and then, you know, sell it. Sell it then, first and then yeah. develop the rest exactly. of it. Yes. So yeah. just to get started. And then, right. and then with that, a product like that, she can get that up and, up and running within about seven days. So okay. that's, that's the kind of uh, triage version of this. Uh, yeah. That's not necessarily what I call that financial yesterday. triage. That's not necessarily not the position we want no. to be in. We'd no. really love to be developing our all weather. Um, and, and of course, I really will encourage a lot of my clients to have a comfort fund. Yes. How many months worth of revenue do you think people should have set aside, squirreled away? Um, in my case, because I'm actually... It might, from the outside, it might look like I'm very uh, uh, taking risks and being adventurous, but I actually am not that. I, I, I'm Scottish, so we have a little bit of a thing about money. Uh, well, I, so Does that mean I, you squirrel it away? You squirrel away <laughs> a little bit. We're maybe like the Swiss here, but um, <laughs> we have three years in our business. Okay. And it's not just me, wow. I'm talking about because it's not just me that's relying on this. I also mm-hmm. have a team of five people. They right. who have families. So we have, a, we have money set aside, which, which will take us through the next three years. If we don't make another dollar or cent for the next three years, it's fine. And I, wow. and I have to tell all my team that to put them at rest uh, because some of their yeah. partners are losing their jobs. Some of their, mm-hmm. you know, things are going difficult for them. So it's fine. So, I'm, I'm, so we're That's absolutely good. fine. For most people, I would suggest um, if, you're, if you're European, uh, you can do a little bit less. You can probably do about three months, I would say. Mm-hmm. I used to live in, in the United States and California, and I would normally suggest if you're in the States, give yourself a little bit longer than that because of uh, health insurance. Maybe Canada, six to 12. Yeah. Maybe six Can- to 12, yeah. Canada, I'm guessing you're kind of in the middle because you have, you have this kind of mix. So just look at your cost. Know, know what your burn rate is um, as yeah. an individual and your your company and just give yourself that that time there uh, to be able to do that you call it a burn rate is that mm. like your nut what are your operating costs what's what's burn rate in your world for, yeah from in, in my world it's the, uh the cost of running our business our yeah. salaries and my salaries okay. and, my, and my team's salaries that's okay. kind of what we we look at and you know something else that we we did um which is sounds kind of counterintuitive, but there's also opportunities in this time. So we reached out to a number of suppliers that we use who we pay monthly for different services, products, mm-hmm. and we got them to cut us deals uh, and said, we'll pay you a year in advance. Um, and so we're making savings just now because nice. we have the cash on hand to be able to do that. They need the cash. Uh, so we kind of, okay, let's see what kind of deal we can. That sounds like a no brainer. If you'll cut us a better deal than your annual subscription, we'll go ahead and pay it right now to you. That's really a great idea, James. So smart. So, um, 
you have also your speaker summit, which I've yeah. been on a couple of times. Thank you very much. It's been uh, really wonderful. I think you've really exposed me to a whole international audience that I wouldn't have had. So thank you for that. Um, talk about running a summit and how you could move that to more of a corporate idea, because I think that's something that you're going to be doing. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So I started off the very first summit I ran. I wasn't the face. I wasn't the host. I put someone else. I was so scared it wasn't going to work. Um, <laughs> and so the very first one I did, it was called Online Guitar Summit because my father's a guitar player. I did it in 2016. And yes. uh, I had him interview, I think like 20 different guitarists. Um, and then we put it out and we had over 10,000 attendees on this online summit. And if, if people haven't attended an online, most people have now. Yeah, describe it anyway, summit. just to make sure people know. Essentially, it's where you register, they're usually for free. And mm-hmm. over maybe five to 10 days, you get access to lots of interviews and sessions from lots of different uh, speakers and experts on a topic. And then if you want lifetime access to watch all of these, because most people don't have the time to watch them as they're going live, you can upgrade to a VIP pass. And that's the kind of initial revenue, little revenue or, or way of offsetting any costs from doing a summit. So that was the first one. We did about 10,000 people with a guitar one. I wasn't the face. And when I decided to launch my speaking kind of business, um, which was about three years ago, I, I knew that... I, to stand out, I thought, everyone's doing books. I can't compete. There's loads of great authors there. That's not how I'm going to get stand out from the... So I, I kind of looked and to do an online summit. Mm-hmm. And the other reason is because I, uh, you know, I bought... Your book was probably one of the first books, The Wealthy Speaker 2.0. is one of the first books I think I bought. Um, and then I thought, I want to learn from the best, like yourself. So I thought, what if I just interview all of these top speakers and then I'll make that freely available to anyone. People want lifetime access, they can upgrade to VIP. So um, today we had about 22, 23,000 people that attended that online summit. That's and that amazing. gave me initially a really good, from a positioning standpoint, I learned loads about the industry. I learned that no speaking speaker's business is the same as another speaker's business. And it's about finding mm-hmm. what works for you. And as you said, you talked about you know, choosing, finding your lane or choosing your lane that you want to be in. And then from there, I then did another summit with a mutual friend of ours called Erin Gargan, uh, who's a speaker on Aaron social King. media. Yeah, Erin <laughs> King, King, that's right, uh, yeah. married him. Um, and I said, Erin, like, you know loads about the social events media? industry and social oh, media. Oh, right, yeah. Could you, why don't we just pair up and do a summit together? So we did that, and that brought us in, I think, like 2,500 conference organizers in the first 24 hours. Brilliant. We came in, registered. So that then got us booked on different things. Um, and so then what we do, what we call evergreening it. So once you've created a summit, you, you can, can then basically switch it to evergreen. So today, every day we bring people into our lists for our different products and programs. Um, and it creates revenue stream, creates leads, creates positioning authority. Um, and recently I started getting some inquiries from some of our corporate clients. These are big clients. So my clients are people like, um, Visa and Sony and IBM. Mm-hmm. And I get contacted by some of them saying, James, we love what you do with these online summits. We're having to cancel all of our events. Could you do that? But for us. That's so um, good. And I thought, well, okay, I have no idea how we, we can do this, but let's try it. And, and this is what we're doing now. So we actually, we have a part of our business. We're essentially retooling some of our team because we have all these processes and checklists. So, mm-hmm. so let's just tool for that. And now what we're doing is these large companies are coming to us and saying, and for me, it allows me to get booked as a keynote speaker, albeit mm-hmm. virtually. Um, I'll often be the host of it or maybe the co-host yes. uh, for it. 
Um, and then we'll have in external speakers. So I'm talking to bureaus today, for example, saying, listen, you know that, that gig, that fest, that event that's going to get canceled. What about yeah. if we upsell them to this, to the client? It's going to cost them a little bit less, but you still get to book your keynote speaker that you've already booked for it. I'll speak on it as well. And we'll, really make, and we'll help the client at the same time. And now so you're also maybe having a foot in the door with a bureau potentially that maybe you didn't work with before. Exactly. I mean, that might be a nice way to introduce a bureau to you. I just think this is such a great idea. Now, let me ask you this mm-hmm. question. Mm-hmm. How many speakers did you host on that first summit? Because to me, from the outside looking in, it looked like a lot of work. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I know you have a team, one, which is yeah, wonderful. The, the first one, I think we had 50 on the first one. Um, 50 and speakers. 50 speakers. And then we did it again the year after, and we kind of had a mixture of these, uh, the new ones plus the recordings, Recorded. the previous ones. Yeah. So I think that we got to about 125 speakers over right. time. But really, I mean, if, if, if someone's watching this or listening to this just now and they have a podcast mm-hmm. like yourself, basically a summit isn't a podcast on steroids as they say in America, yes. you know, it's just yes. that, but just condensed into a short period of time. It makes it feel like an event and there are some other technical components to it, but it's getting much easier now to do them. I love that idea. And I've been doing it just one-on-one with speakers. We're going to do Sam Richter coming up here shortly on how to find the business. And then I think we actually have Aaron King coming in to do something, especially for our people um, that attended our live event. And so I've been doing them one-on-one, but you know what? I think I'm going to expand my idea a little bit, not to do a summit to the degree that James Taylor does a summit, because that's a lot of moving parts. I'm really, really impressed by how you you do that. We did one the other day. If people Wow, 125 i could never do that we started doing recently one day summits and mm, that's 10 yes. people 10 guests yeah um so you can do 10 pre-record that's a cool idea and it, let's say uh, for example if i was someone if i was a sales speaker on sales i would mm-hmm. probably be thinking about creating lots of niche summits for different industries so yeah. let's say i would do one financial services that the, the sales summit for financial services the sales right. summit for realtors Real the sales summit for yeah you could just mortgage spend, brokers yeah, yeah 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 and it's going to build you a huge list very quickly yeah. and these are people that kind of book you you know to do your in person or you can upsell them to your courses or other products or programs you have i mean i spoke to i had a conversation with with a speaker as part of international speaker summit um uh, I'm not, I'm not going to give the exact numbers away, uh, but uh, basically, you know, this is a, this is a multi-million dollar uh, speaker business that he has. And about one sixth of it comes from speaking on stages, but the other five sixths of it comes from his online video series that he offers and he upsells to. So it just kind of shows you there's a lot of stuff under the water that you would never see. You would never see that on his website, but that's yeah. where revenues are coming in from. You, you see the duck just careening across the water, but yep. what you don't see is like all the activity yep. of yeah, the yeah. feet going underneath. Exactly. Exactly. Well, the, another reason why I just think you're so brilliant for doing this is because you, you wanted to learn. And so you said, well, I'm just going to get all the smartest people and I'm going to learn yeah. from them. That took a lot of chutzpah. Um, so let's talk about some of the key lessons that you got that you would like to share to our listeners, what were some of the reoccurring themes and what were some of the moments that you just went, Oh wow, that's brilliant. There were so many. Um, (laughs) I know I'm putting you on the spot here. 
Give me all the good stuff. I, I think that, you know the big one that came came away. There's a number of things. One is how global a business this is. Mm-hmm. Um, that there's there's so much opportunity. I mean, for anyone as a speaker to come in this with any type of scarcity mentality, you're doing yourself a huge disservice just now. There's so much opportunity. Obviously, we're going through a very specific issue just now with uh, with uh, COVID nineteen, mm-hmm. but things mm-hmm. obviously they, they come back. But that was one. The other one I noticed that. Every speaker I spoke to had a slightly different speaking uh, business in terms of how they mm-hmm. component. And I, th- I think that goes back to you, what kind of, who you are, your own personality, what, mm-hmm. what you like to do. I love, I love interviewing people. I love like, having conversations like this. Summits are perfect for me as, as, a, rev, as a lead uh, way yes. of doing Maybe you're an author. Books are going to be better f- for you. So um, you know, maybe you like doing uh, internal events Maybe you like being on those big stages, like the 2,000 or 3,000 plus stages. Right. So there's all these different things that are going on. That was the other one. I would say um, other kind of key, there was so many. Um, I mean, there was one, I remember interviewing Sally Hogshead, who I was a huge fan and of. Yes. And you I just did an a interview with her, ten, How to 10 Times Your Business. Yeah. Give us the, she, give us the skinny yeah. on that, because oh, I was going to listen to it. I haven't listened to it oh, yet. I love I her. Mean, that one interview, like that made the whole thing worth it for me uh, wow. because she just shared this idea about in terms of outreach being very specific and very helpful uh, with it. Um, and it's, it's a certain type of research that she did. I'm not going to give it away. If you're going to speak as you, you can go and listen to the full um, or you go to speak something, you can listen to the whole thing. Right. But she just shared a way about how she did. It wasn't a spammy way that she was reaching out to her clients, but being very helpful and useful to them. Um, mm-hmm. That, for me, that was a, that was a, that was a big insight uh, for me. Um, someone like Frederick Haran, who's a speaker who you, you, uh, we've yes. met before, uh, he was interesting because he, this is a person that's built an entire business going against everything I've just said. Uh, so he just speaks. He just does the keynote, right. doesn't do anything else, just does the keynote. Um, and he's been able to build his, a, a business from that um, and he's built a certain kind of lifestyle from that. It's not the one I would necessarily propose, but it shows that is possible. Right. Um, and then uh, other kind of speakers that, that I, I really enjoyed, uh, Clet Carlson, just very mm-hmm. uh, um, AJ Vaden, Rory Vaden, which mm-hmm. specifically were talking about sales, which I don't sound particularly good at, but they're very good at and how, mm-hmm. to, how to sell. Those were good ones there as well. Um, Chad Hymas talking about creating video series. Everyone, I think everyone's actually secretly copying Chad. Yes, he, he has a model for, um, he will go and do the keynote and then he'll provide, what, a year-long video series after yeah. the fact? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's and, an and incredible business model. And that year-long revenue may be something that's reoccurring whether or not he's in front of that audience or not. So that yeah. video may be just a brilliant idea in a time like this on how to weatherproof yeah. your business. And I know people like uh, Rob Waldo Waldman and mm-hmm. uh, you know, they've, they've created their own things now based upon some of his ideas. So, so there's so many, but I, I think the key thing for me was definitely the global potential of this mm-hmm. uh, of being a speaker and what this allows us to do. And then all the different types of revenue streams or business models that you could have. I think Colette actually said the first thing you should do in becoming a speaker is to figure out kind of what model, business model you want to have. Otherwise, you'll drive yourself a little bit insane, trying to copy other people and other things. Uh, So 
you know, that, that was, a, that was a, the downside, I would say, of if you go on International Speakers Summit, frankly, there's so much information, it's going to be a little bit of overwhelming. So what I would normally suggest is everyone just kind of watch all the videos or the interviews, take a week off, forget about it, <laughs> and then ask yourself, okay, that's great, but what do I want? What do I want speaking to do for me and my family? Right. And what's That's, perfect for me. That's exactly. really been, you know, we talk about uh, at our school as well, helping people build the speaking business of their dreams yeah. and really looking at all of the options out there. Jen McDonough, who actually runs our school, she went out into the speaking world thinking, I want to be like a national or maybe even an international speaker. And when she got out on the road and left her four kids at home, she realized actually, that's not really what I want. And so yeah. Jen is really looking at, you know, being a Minnesota-based speaker and what all can she do to build a business model that's perfect for her and her yeah. family. And I think that that's exactly what you're talking about is just really yeah. doing the homework to find out what's perfect. And if, if someone's listening or watching to this just now and, and is in that position, um, uh, I, I'm, it's not been launched yet, but it'll happen this year. I'm moving into holograms. So they're actually filming and creating a hologram version of me. Um, cool. both a pre-recorded one of some of my main signature keynotes and also a live one. And this came around because I remember seeing Sir Stephen Hawking when he was alive doing one of these holograms mm-hmm. and doing live Q&A, not even being in the same room. And I went, that's fantastic. I love that. And I reached yeah, out to the company that actually created the technology. They're actually based in the United Kingdom. And there's a number of ones, actually. There's one in, the, in, in uh, LA, another one in the United Kingdom. Yes. And the one in the UK, uh, we're going to be doing some stuff together. And it's, it's insane because I could be filming it like here, doing my entire keynote presentation to an audience in the Middle East, for example. And it's instantaneous Q&A. It, you really don't notice the, the time lag at all, the latency. It's, so we're actually going into our, this whole what we're going through just now and these challenges, mm-hmm. so many new ways of, 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 of sharing your message and sharing your content and sharing your brilliance with the world. So I'm, I'm very excited for that. I love that. Um, and I love that, you know, we're kind of moving into the, we're embracing the artificial intelligence age because that's yeah. where we're headed, right? So you're taking advantage of that and making sure that you're at the cutting edge of that. Fantastic. All right. Well, before we go here, what's just one or two things that people should really be thinking about to weather the storm? Let's say you're in the middle of the storm Mm -hmm. and things are looking bleak. (laughs) Like you said, you know, having 10 engagements cancel, you know, the calls keep coming in. How is it that you are able to just kind of shift your own mindset back to something that's more positive? You seem to be someone who bounces back pretty quickly. Okay. I, I would say try and do these two things. If you can do them, you have to do them kind of simultaneously. You kind of want to build up the pension fund bit, which is if you imagine like long-term bonds, stuff that you put into or property, stuff that takes a long while. Um, you want to be building something like that in your speaking business. So that will normally be some type of continuity program membership where where client corporate client b2c they give you money every single month or every single year mm-hmm. so there's lots of different ways to do that so that's the the long term that and i've helped i've now helped like 60 or 70 people create their own online academies online schools through speakers you and uh the thing i always tell them is there's certain inflection points it looks like it's not moving 
at all. And then you hit about 100 people on your thing and it kind of goes like that. And then you hit 500 and it goes up like that. And then 1,000, it can, you hit these certain inflection points. But it's just every day, every week, just continue to add members to your thing or your incentives. Right. That's right. the that's the medium term thing, and you should you got to start. So to start now, start getting it happening. Sure, and now's then, a great time if yeah. you're on a hashtag productive quarantine. Let's take the, let's make the most of that time. Yeah, so you could batch create a lot of that stuff and start putting it out. The other thing I would do is if you're not quite sure what your online thing is uh, online, let's say, um, I would look to create maybe a series, sell a series of, of webinars, maybe like an eight video series. I mean, you can sell things like coaching, which are obviously quick to get into, but the coaching is still trading time for money. So right. I would, I would instead, I would suggest maybe creating a series of uh, webinars, live webinars, mm-hmm. and you might not even know what webinar number two, number three is, but sell them as a, as a block on a partic- on your topic area. Mm-hmm. Get people in there, get learning. At the same time, you're essentially creating your online course. At, at the same time, you're creating all those. But if you do a twelve week webinar series, a paid You've webinar got a course. series, you've got a course by the end of it, and then yep. that's an that's an evergreen product as well. Also, it's very good because. You can, every week you can say, okay, next week we're going to be covering this. What are the main things you want to know about this? So if you're, a, let's say, sales, once again, um, if you're a sales leader and really great sales speaker, you might have a 12-week sales accelerator program. And, you know, week one is like, okay, this is kind of, you know, get the thing set. And then week two is maybe, you know, tools or whatever the thing. Week three is your scripts or whatever you want to do it. Just kind of map it out roughly yeah um, sell it get people in there get feedback it's not going to be perfect it's like trust me and be um, okay with that <laughs> absolutely absolutely and you don't have to be like on video if you're it's so funny about being on camera and video you yeah. know you and i we're, we're kind of used to this like being on video but if you're not comfortable don't worry you know you can do powerpoint screen shares that's absolutely mm-hmm. fine as well just to get started for sure for sure uh you um, have a mindset that is one that's pretty positive. How do you keep that going? <laughs> um, uh, being careful about social media consumption, I guess, is one. Maybe the is news there... consumption as well. News we talked about on my last yeah. podcast, we talked about uh, really balancing what you're bringing into your brain. Yeah. If you're watching a lot of the news, then make sure you balance it with something that's really positive, you know, yeah. learning or something that will reading, really allow yeah. you to feel good. Watch Ellen DeGeneres, you know, just yeah, feel yeah, good. Reading. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm actually very lucky that I have a secret weapon in the shape of my wife. So yes. Alison is a very, my wife's very funny and, and so she kind of stops me taking myself too seriously or anything I do too seriously. And Brilliant. so that's, that's quite good as well. And just like YouTube, just watch loads of comedy. Watch, yeah. I watch cat videos late A at night. Cat Sometimes falling down the stairs can do your heart yeah, exactly. good, right? Exactly. <laughs> Bring some joy into not the that, world. The cat's not injured, by the way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I actually just did something. Hey, you know, I'll show you mine if you'll show me yours. Uh, and I posted a picture of my dog and a hundred people posted a picture of their dogs or and their pets just as a feel-good measure. I mean, that's really what we need to be doing right now. All right. Well, James, you've given us lots of good ideas of how to repurpose our content to be able to move out of just trading time for money with speaking. And I want to say thank you so much for the work that you do in this industry. I think you're a very positive beacon of light out there. And thank you on behalf of our listeners. Uh, We appreciate you. Oh, thank you. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to shake your hand virtually. So I'll just say <laughs> namaste instead. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> and for those 
Those who are listening in, let us know if this uh, podcast has been an impact for you. Uh, You can leave us a comment or a review. And with that, we will say, see you soon, Wealthy Speakers. Bye for now, everyone. Hey, thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed our show, you'll want to come and visit us at the Wealthy Speakers School, where we provide a proven roadmap for building your dream business. Go to WealthySpeakerSchool.com. And for show notes for today's podcast, head on over to SpeakerLauncher.com and click on podcast. I'll see you soon, Wealthy Speakers.